1: Offer subject to change valid for qualified residential customers only service not available in all areas restrictions apply
0: Hey everyone this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude Tanneritos Or call 562 314 4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
2: Welcome to Get a Grip with Shane Bacon, a production of iHeartRadio. Hey, hey, everybody, welcome back to the Get a Grip podcast. I'm your host, Shane Bacon. A really fun one this week with Mr. Max Homa. He came on to chat about the Ryder Cup week. Uh, We talked about the Dodgers, we talked about the Lakers. Uh, We talked about Cantlay. We talked about it all. I mean, we we hit all the notes, uh, talked about his great week, his best shot from the Ryder Cup. So you're going to enjoy this one, pretty lengthy one for this here podcast. So we'll get to it in just a minute. I'm going to tell you two things, three things, I think, actually. One is I wrote a children's book. It's called The Golfer Zoo. You should order it for the new parent in your life or somebody that's expecting for the first time, or if you have multiple kids that like golf or maybe you want to get into it, it's uh, kind of good for all those ages. It's called the Golfer Zoo. If you go to Back 9 Press, that's with a number 9, back9press.com slash bacon, you can order it right there. I have signed copies as well if you're interested in that. Um, so that's one thing. Thing number two is I also have another podcast beside this one. It's called the Ping Proving Grounds Podcast. I do it with my pals at Ping. And I do it with Marty Jertson, who I think is the smartest person in golf. And we have a lot of different episodes. We've had Victor Hovland on, who obviously had a great Ryder Cup, Tyrell Hatton, was on a few months ago. We just did one on adaptive fitting. And I think it's the most interesting episode we've done to this point. For all of you that don't know a lot about that world, dive into it because it's crazy to learn about all that goes into the to the adaptive fitting and how many different steps are taken so that everybody in the world can play golf so shout out to ping and to marty and to everybody around the company there that does such a great job with that because it was a, a subject that i'm very very glad i'm more enlightened in than i was before i got a chance to host that podcast uh the third thing is i know the Ryder cup's done i know the Solon cup's done good news for you is we have corn Ferry tour finals this week They'll be on Golf Channel starting Thursday at 2 p.m. Eastern all throughout the weekend. Corn Ferry t- Tour Finals, it'll be me. It'll be James Nitties, Gary Christian, Chantel McCabe down on the grounds as well. So tune into that if you're itching for a little golf over the weekend. And that's all I got. That's it. I got the book. I got the Pink Podcast. I got golf this weekend. Let's get to Max Homa. Max home is with us. Max, how are you? Are you – did you wake up at a weird – I I texted you at like 7 Eastern this morning, and I think you responded right away. I'm assuming you're not quite back to normal yet? No,
3: because I, I went to – I fell asleep at like 7.30 last night. Lacey went to bed an hour earlier than me, so I think I'm still oh, pretty pretty messed up. But it's been nice. That's like the best part of traveling west is I feel so productive. You get a lot done before – 7 a.m. So it is nice. But yeah, I I am looking forward to making it up late enough to finish the baseball games that are going on. I didn't think I'd struggle at 7 a 7 p.m.
2: I was going to ask you off the top. um, I am not a baseball person at all. um, But I was looking obviously the Dodgers are in the postseason again. Can you give me your five second thoughts on the playoffs and where you think the Dodgers might go?
3: So my theory has been that the Dodgers have had mass expectation every year for the, basically the past decade, especially the last five years. They didn't do anything really in the offseason. They have an amazing farm system that keeps showing out. I thought that this could be the year where the expectation was low. It was on the Padres. Uh, to all Padres fans out there, ha-ha, that was hilarious. <laughs> um, so I thought that maybe that vibe would carry them through. Uh, this year the only trouble is is I mean Walker Bueller you know got hurt and he's not gonna get the pitch so that's a humongous hit and then um, speaking of hits Julio Urias did the worst thing you can do and now he will not be pitching so uh, one one unfortunate uh, you know a bummer with Walker and then one obviously uh, bad news uh, horrible uh, if it is true allegedly is the kids say that uh, that's true that's awful what Julio did so um, I, I'm optimistic but it's it's just nice shoot man we're into the playoffs every year as a fan is all I could ask for but the pitching is the only thing we we still have our guys Kershaw and whatnot but it is it's you never know all these past 10 years I thought they were gonna win the thing and then they they got one <laughs> and may, that's why I'm kind of my my thought is maybe this is what they need, like, you know, just not as much hype. So I, I have my fingers crossed, but I'm looking forward to watching Joe's
2: beard is uh, is 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 in need of like a full shave again, you know what I'm saying? like he, yeah, full full uh, summer trim. Let that thing get cut down. Listen, you don't get off seasons. This is a big golfing joke, obviously. What is like your next golf tournament? like when do you are you playing like hero? Like what is your next thing?
3: Yeah, I'm probably going to do a Euro event sometime before. Uh, okay. Hero, but yeah, uh, there's like a few lists. I think pro- possibly the Ned Bank um, in South Africa. I've always wanted to play Sick. a lot of these events that you see on TV. Wentworth's one of them, but it's the same week as the Fortnite, And then, um, so I'll hopefully get to play that at some point. Uh, then there's events in Australia I've always wanted to play. I know we've talked about that a lot. Um Australia was going that's what I really wanted to do but it's I think the week before the hero and uh, I looked at a map and Australia to Bahamas to Arizona <laughs> seemed a lot so I bailed on that one but it's just nice that we it's, have this now uh, it's
2: not real close <laughs>
3: this, this Bahamas
2: to Australia it might be about as far as you can go like I'm trying to think like do you think it's further from the Bahamas or from like london to australia you know
3: i i I looked at a map very briefly in this uh research that i did Uh, i think you'd have a better chance just digging and going like through the earth's core i think you get there faster that's right so but it's just so nice to have a real off season because there's so much i watch on tv this time of year that i feel like i've never gotten to experience but i'll definitely do the hero in december uh yeah so it's nice i mean i have maybe two events left for the whole year it's gonna be awesome
2: I mean, like, for people that don't travel a lot, and you travel all the time, I travel a decent amount, not nearly as much as you. You're probably on the road twice as much as I am a year. Yeah. The thing about it is when you travel a lot, when you get home, you just want to be at home, right? Are you going to, like, sit on the couch all Sunday or all Saturday a few weekends in a row and, like, really get to kind of enjoy not having to not be at home? Like, are you such a psycho that you're going to, like, still go out and practice on Saturday and Sunday because you can't help it?
3: (laughs) I don't know. I I have like little things. I'm going to Monterey for a day on this Sunday. So I won't get to just grind football all day. But I mean, I'm definitely planning on sitting, sitting for quite some time on, on peak football days at some point. But yeah, it's just, you obviously like the not having to go places for a week is huge, but still have a little bit here and there, but I'm going to, there's so much stuff I've been procrastinating at my house that I need to do. So in a way, I'm looking forward to doing all of that. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it, it, this is a first since I turned pro in 2013, I have never had more than I think four weeks off the like, true four weeks off last year. I looked up, I think I traveled last year, something like 35 weeks of oh the year. God. If you added up all this stuff, um, golf tournament plus like little sponsor stuff. So this year will be, you know, I would say probably four or five less, which is cool. I'm really hoping to go, like go to California and see my friends and family, uh, little things like that. But for the most part, I'm gonna I'm gonna park it here on my couch <laughs> and enjoy some time at home. My son turns one this month, uh, so that'll be awesome to to get to plan and help do stuff like that. But it is it's just crazy to I, it's almost too much freedom. I don't know what to do with myself.
2: Can you give me a top three list of like honeydews that you've been procrastinating to do? Because I mean, I've got. I've easily got a three list
3: right now that I've been pushing off easily. Yeah. I, um, the door from my garage to my house is, uh, loose and I just, I went to do it one day. I will say I went to try to do it one day and bought the wrong screws. So that pretty much, that was a month ago. So I decided just to wash that one until I was done. It's done. I tried. Uh, my actual garage door, my actual garage door is a disaster. So I need to, I need to find out if I If I can fix it, and if not, I need to buy a new garage door, which is a whole project. Um, Other than that, there's just a lot of things. I have a pile in my closet that is just box after box after box of stuff. And I really need to go through that. But I was really using – I absolutely milked the Ryder Cup and just kept telling Lacey every time after the Ryder Cup. I need to focus on the Ryder I'm Cup. I'm
2: focused on the Ryder Cup. Um, so. Well, let's let's talk – by the way, let's talk about the Ryder Cup. I um, appreciate you coming on. I haven't listened – I listened to about three minutes of you on No Lane Up and then paused the episode because I figured I was going to ask you similar questions. I didn't want to get your answers already. Um, go listen to Max on No Lane Up. Obviously to listen to the podcast. You probably already listened to that podcast, so not like I have to tell you to do that. But, uh, Wild Week in Rome. I know you guys obviously want to win. You had a great week. You had a great president's cup. um i've I've touted your Walker Cup record of being the only guy that's ever made a hole in one in the Walker Cup in the history of the event. You like these team events. Uh, I can see it the way you play. You can see it in the reactions. you were you were telling, I think it was part of my take. You said something about, telling somebody about the president's cup and they said to you, we'll wait till next year because it'll be 75 times bigger. Was the Ryder cup to you 75 times more intense? Like, was that, was that a true statement?
3: Yeah, I just, it was Fouch, and he, he was catting for Justin Rose when we played together and he came up and asked me, he goes, was I or Did I, did I oversell it? And I, if anything, he undersold it. It's just the intensity between the two teams is a lot more. Okay. It's nothing away from the President's Cup, but there's, there's, we've, I just think that the United States has won the President's Cup so, so much more often that it's not as heightened. Like going over there this year, it was, we all knew, like it's been 30 damn years. And I feel like we all took that on and we wanted to be the team that broke that. And obviously we didn't, but you could feel that intensity. The fans over there are, it was, they're coordinated and they are, amazing and ruthless all at the same time, but just simply the first hole and especially the first tee alone, I've just never seen anything like that. There was a lot of people at the President's Cup. It was pretty remarkable, but first tee alone had, I think, 5,000 people just in the stands, and I'll never forget the scene every day, but especially that very first day standing on that tee and teeing off and then walking down the fairway, and it's just there's something about it being one continent that everyone is banding Together for, and also obviously we were on the road, but it was it was just different. We we felt the love in Charlotte at the President's Cup. However, I just think the history of the event and the passion, this like that I would just say, especially the Europeans have, brings it out of you as well. And you know what it means when you have people like you know two of the greatest in the game, and that will go down as two of the best of all time, and Rory and Rom, that passionate about this event. I think it just brings out so much and there's just something to be said for the fact that at the President's Cup Hideki and Adam Scott who are boys they play together and they're their two I would say most notable um, most notable careers up to this right. point obviously there will be people who follow suit but at that, this point but one's from Japan and one's from Australia and it's just a different vibe where I, I just think that those guys how ha- it's easier for them to be friendly and and I think that it It shows in just again the passion of 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 each team, and it was just it was crazy. I mean it was it was intense and in, on our side in our team room um and and I expected that, but just the passion of the fans and everything kind of out on the golf course was uh, borderline like overwhelming so it was it was just cool to even just experience even Lacey said like she couldn't believe how much fun it was. You know, you you brought up
2: Rory and Rom, you bring up Adam Scott and Hideki, and it's a great point, right? I mean, I think something everybody's talked about in terms of, you know, the Ryder Cup and the way the Europeans go about it is like, check the ego at the door, let's go in, let's play as a team, I'll play with whoever I feel like is the best fit for me, yada, yada, yada. Like, we've heard about their approach throughout this whole thing. You're friendly with Rory, you're friendly with John Rahm, like these are guys that you're buddies with. During that week, is there, even in practice rounds, when you guys see each other, do you feel like a distance from the other side, even before the competition gets going that maybe you don't feel in golf anywhere else.
3: It's, yeah, it's definitely different. Um, I mean, I made it a point to say hi to the guys when I'd see them, especially in the practice round days and say, what's up, but you, it's definitely more icy when you, when you get to the course, the the day of the, uh, you know, Friday, the day it's kicking off, they do one dinner um, with both teams and they split the teams up. So I actually had dinner with Rama, his wife, Kelly, and obviously you're mingling and making small talk, but I mean, I'd be lying if I said, but the weeks leading up to the rider cut, once I knew I was on the team, I, I watched a bunch of the old YouTube videos and I, I was doing it part just to see and part to show Lacey how crazy it is. And then part, honestly, I just want to grow a hatred for all of them. <laughs> uh, Cause I do, I think that's what's funny is we do actually all get along pretty well. Like I, I like all those guys. It's hard not to like Tyrell Hatton is an incredible dude. Uh, Matt Fitzpatrick's awesome. I, I've gotten friendly with so many of them. Tommy Fleetwood, like, the one of the nicest guys you'll ever meet. So it's hard to, like, get yourself up to really dislike anybody on that team. But you can tell that it was it's – a, it's a competition, and, and I think for the moment you set foot on the practice grounds when everyone's there, I do think that you can feel a little bit of that. But it's not anything crazy. You just can tell. I mean, you might – it was one of those things like if I said hi to Shane Lowry, let's say on Tuesday, I'm probably not gonna I'm not gonna go out of my way again on Wednesday to go say hi to him. Gotcha, gotcha. It's just little things like that. You you notice, you know, they they our team practice on the right side of the range, theirs is on the left. On the putting green, it seemed like they were typically on the high side, we were on the low side. It is distance, but nothing in a weird way, just kind of what you would expect if you know, if, if in an NBA uh you know shoot around, I'm sure they pass by each other, but I doubt there's a lot of a ton of chit chat. It's just a little bit of mingling here and there.
2: Well, I mean, and like to that NBA point, like a regular season game that's in November, middle of November or early December, Steph might go over there and talk to LeBron for five minutes. But if it's game five of the playoffs, they're probably not doing that, right? So, like, there's obviously a big difference in terms of, I mean, this event is so elevated and so important and also dynamic because it's so different than everything else you guys face in golf that it almost comes naturally to an athlete that is so unnatural to a golfer, right?
3: Yeah, I think that's exactly right. I mean, I would say the only I only talked to Rory one time before the end of the tournament, and it was the the gala night or the dinner night, and it's because we got kind of both, we're going in this elevator at the same time, so just said hi. So it's just different in that. It's not that you're going out of your way not to. You're not around them very much, and they play one side of the golf course every day. You play the other. You might walk by them on the bridge to the range, but... It's not like you're going to stop and catch up. I guess is that that just felt like a bit of the difference. Where there's certain guys, like I said, Tyrell is somebody I usually go up to and just say hi to and shit and chat with a little bit. And I guess I did that a bit. I wanted it to still feel like a golf tournament, but you could just tell it was them against us, and I liked that. Like it, that that that's how it should be, and, and it was fun because it was kind of building to Friday and what what was going to kind of go down on the golf course.
2: All right, I want to go into your YouTube archive dive or internet dive. Was this like you looking through YouTubes? Did you have somebody like internally at the Ryder Cup? No, no, no. That sent you old highlights or anything like that?
3: No, it's just they need to do a better job of putting more. Oh, my God. Don't get me started on this, Max. Up there. There's only a couple matches. They had JT Rory. Their singles match in Paris is a good one. Yep. They had Tiger Rom is a good one. They had a few more like kind of team, but there should, it feels like there should be every match should be on there. There only 30, everyone, 40 minute videos. So I, I watched as much as I could, especially of the away ones, Watched some of the Belfry, but like the Belfry only had like two. So I, I, I just kept typing in, you know, uh, Ryder cup 2014 Ryder cup this, and I watched as many as I could find, but there wasn't as much as I thought that there, that there would be.
2: It's crazy that in 2023, you can't just go watch everything that's old that's ever happened in sports. Like, even if it's through the, like, if it was NBC at the time that was putting it on, like, go through Peacock. If you have a subscription, you can see them. But I did a lot of the same thing, like, kind of refreshing my mind as I was getting closer to the Ryder Cup. Like, I watched JT Rory. I forgot how many putts they missed. My God, they hit it so close all day long (laughs) and didn't make anything in Paris, you know, but, like, kind of going through some of those old matches, and it's a good reminder. But I wish... Just like you are saying, like, I wish some of those old clips were on there. Also, Max, a side tangent, how do we used to watch golf when it was not in HD and there wasn't a tracer? Like, those early – if you go to YouTube and watch, like, 06 Ryder Cup,
3: it's like, I don't – I can't even see the golf ball. Um, It is crazy, though. Even even just the transformation of the event itself, the Belfry first tee, there's (laughs) – it's like a normal grandstand behind the the tee. I mean, there was probably – 75 people and then you, if I could just transport you to where we were you you couldn't not everywhere you looked, there was thousands of people um I will say though as bad as the the YouTube kind of lack of matches were and we are in 2023 I have heard that watching the actual golf live this week wasn't particularly easy it was either not, so not ideal. It wasn't I guess ideal. I would start with live would be better than maybe rerunning <laughs> it back and when we could baby step our way towards some better
1: I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one on one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think Love he's it. gonna guard. He don't care about guarding. He's gonna guard. He's gonna exactly. guard. Like you
4: see him in the Olympics, <laughs> he's gonna guard. And then on I'm top not of it, like that, see that, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Casella, point game. I remember you came out from crying tears, crying tears. <laughs> I mean, he was in a culture shock, and then I, his, he's going to withdraws about winning.
1: Remember what I told
4: you? <laughs> I said,
1: I said, OJ, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college? You didn't need it. Ain't <laughs> it. <laughs> Offer valid on select AK systems through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.
0: Hey, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude Tanneritos. As a nostalgic voice from your past, I'm here to remind you that amongst the stressful and chaotic existence we live in 2024, you deserve to get away. It's time for a vacation, no matter when you're hearing this. And let me tell you how you'll get there. The 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe.
2: Ah, uh, you started walking like Tiger in <laughs> Melbourne. Did you know it was going in? Like when
3: you started the walk, did you know it was going in? No, I didn't even know when it. <laughs> oh wait, 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 wait! Come on. I, I didn't I didn't know it. I I only needed to get up and down and. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, I didn't even know that I made it until Joe said I need to get the ball out of the hole. Um, <laughs> I I I was over the chip and harm it of an unbelievable t-ball he he got real cocky on that t he made a sick par putt on 15 to keep us whatever that would have been dorm or to get it yeah keep us dormy i think it was yeah and then he flagged it on 16 and he he got cocky and the ball's 100 yards off his club face and he he looked over at me country and joe and said anybody see that i didn't happen to see that uh where's that going and i mean it was going right at the cup and then we get up there and Step left uh, his eagle putt hanging on the edge. I do not know how it didn't go in. Shane was running already around the green, like, about to go bananas. And so I had this easy chip, and it was one of those where, like, before I hit it, Joe was standing next to me with the towel, and I just said, say goodnight, Joe. And I hit it, and it landed right where it was supposed to. Like I said, it's pretty basic. Once it started rolling, it wasn't going to get out of the uh, gimme zone. So I just started walking at Harm, and I just looked at Harm and said, say goodnight, Harm. And... (laughs) I don't know you you become kind of an asshole during these Ryder Cups when you're trying to celebrate. I've talked to Justin right. about it. You you all of the corny dumb things that I'm sure Shane and Seth were making fun of me about. It just it brings it out of you. You want to do it. You want to be a clown at times and it was fun to have that opportunity, but yeah, when I when I watched the video it wasn't it wasn't so much like I di- had no idea I, it was going to go into the hole. I just knew the moment it hit the ground that i was not going to be hitting another shot that morning so uh it was fun you know we 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 were all on edge we were so frustrated with how friday went and harm and i really wanted to go out and do what we knew we could do in that foursomes format we got rinsed the day before by two phenomenal golfers in ludwig and victor so it was fun to go out there and and just get some red on the board and, and finish a match off, and that's what I don't know. It, it, like I said, it brings out a lot in you. And we just we were intense and hyped up, and it would felt really freaking good to be able to have the stage to ourselves, knowing that if we get this thing up and down, it, it's over. And it's also really easy to play with harm because when you're chipping, you just have to get it on the green, and you'll get up and down <laughs> because harm will get to put it for you. So it was, I was in a very comfortable situation. I mean, it was max
2: the hat was off like, <laughs> it, was a it was i mean the camera didn't even like the i think uh, i think uh the golf Too, better tucson uh derek sent out a clip like a different clip of this but the initial clip that floated around for a couple of days i mean i said it like on twitter it was it was literally the Royal Melbourne clip and it was actually max the Royal Melbourne clip. That was like late edited. Yeah, that they edited yeah. <laughs> when Tiger was like walking like off the face. It was an unbelievable celebration, easily my favorite celebration of the week, which now puts you two for two because the president's cup celebration was the best that week. So now you're <laughs> like, you know, you're kind of, you're kind of like sweeping these, these events.
3: I, I, I do. I just feel like JT and I are on the same level here. I think I, I imagine he does what I do. I, I, Kind of pictured things I'd like to do and then you you get in these spots like dang like I might actually get to get to do that get to try this out if I could pull this shot off you're like a
2: wide receiver
3: exactly so um yeah basically I had the sharpie in my in my sock just like uh tarot and so uh <laughs> I, I, I definitely had thought about a couple of those things but it's especially easy to do it over there because you're getting yelled at the whole day right so I think that that it, everything I tried to do and I hope it came off like this to their players I guess but I never wanted to like show up the other players we were playing. It was more at the fans. The fans were driving me insane. For good measure, they did an amazing job, but they they just wear you out. So it's it's kind of nice to get to look at them and basically all of my celebrations are at them, not at the other players, obviously, as we got killed. But that that's what makes it fun is I, I kind of wanted, wanted to hit the chip and start walking and have the entire crowd know that this one's over (laughs) all the yelling didn't work today. And
2: is it mean, is it like, are the fans mean or are they just relentless? Like, what are you getting from them?
3: It's all the above. I would say that you could just, you're just watching uh, alcohol perform out there because in the morning, they're a lot more tempered and they're, and they're more just at you. Uh, And it's funnier and it's more, Coordinated as the day goes on, you can it gets nastier, and I don't have a real line. None of it like was crossing the line, I didn't think, but it definitely does get nastier. I mean, you do have a lot of people, just a lot of people yelling and get in the water, and you're gonna choke, and the, your normal things, and then you do get people who are being actively mean. The guy on fifteen, the reason I yelled at him, that guy was, I wouldn't say over the line, but he was just pushing the limit of like we got it, like we get the point. The players on the European team, especially the ones in my group, were really good about it. Like when people were, because you stay on these tee boxes and you're very close, especially in like foursomes uh, and four ball, you're like kind of standing waiting for your guy to hit, and you're just like very close to the other fans, and they'll just keep talking to you and where and kind of just giving it to you. And again, a lot of it is fine. It's 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 like it's it's in the spirit of what the you know it's they're they're against me. I get that. But there's a couple of times that I got a little bit just like, yeah, okay, this is extreme. But I know that we do that too. It's no knock on him. But I looked at it as, especially as the week went on, I was getting more and more tired as everybody was. And I just kept looking at it as, please keep being mean to me because you're right. you're giving me energy. Like you are truly energizing me every step of the way. I was gassed Saturday afternoon. And when that guy on 15 was wearing me out for five or 10 minutes, like all I wanted him to do looking back now is just keep doing it. because. I I will again. I have nothing against Tommy. I have nothing against uh, Nikolai. Nothing against the entire European team. I had everything against that guy. <laughs> so it's like, right. Give me a reason to to wear you out, and that that's that, so. It was fun, but yeah, there's some nasty. I mean, I I joked with Harm all week though that I was so stoked I was going to get to play with him because I wear Harm out about his height. And I got <laughs> to take all these jokes, and I told him I'm going to microwave them and use them again down the road because there's a lot that are funny. Perfect them. When he's on my team, it felt like one of those things like I can I can make fun of my friend, but you can't. Yeah. So that's what it felt like. You get a I, when I once I started hearing that, I was like, oh no, no no, it's not funny anymore. Like I can say that stuff, you can't. So I just feel like it helps you band together. Um, but yeah, some of it is it's just unnatural. You don't have people yell get in the water while you're you know right as you make contact, but. I liked it. I think that's the beauty of playing over there and, and then them having to play over here. I am nervous for Beth page. Cause I didn't, <laughs> I don't know. I'm very scared, but whatever we'll, we'll cross that bridge when we get there.
2: Yeah. It's, you know, it was funny. I was playing golf yesterday and we were talking about that exact topic, max. I mean, living up in the Northeast now, like knowing the sports fans, seeing what the country club was like at that U S open. It's like, if there's going to be a tipping point, I'm a little nervous for Beth page. And like you said, we got a couple years to figure it out, but I mean, you know, do you like stop serving booze at noon? Like, what do you do there to like avoid just the guys getting really, really gnarly because you know, they're going to take it to a place uh, that they want to take it to. And I mean, you know, the other thing too, Max is like, there've been, they've been relative blowouts lately. It's like, what if the euros are up, you know, six oh, yeah. it's like, all it's going to do is get nastier from the fans. You know, it's like oh, yeah. when there's that opportunity for the away team to win, um, is, is that hard? Is it a harder thing for caddies? Cause like we saw the LaCava situation. And I mean, I know a lot of that was kind of spurred on by Patrick getting so much grief for 17 holes from fans, you know, and obviously LaCava has got to take that. Is it harder on somebody like Joe in your space dealing with fans kind of chirping you all day and he having to be the guy that's like, shut up or keep it down or, you know, knock it off or even pointing them out to Marshalls. Like, is that harder on a caddy than even it is on the player?
3: I'm sure it is. Now, Joe, Joe didn't ever, we never told anybody to be quiet. We let him okay. rock. Now that the guy on 15, Joe stared at for a while, basically like <laughs> telling essentially with his eyes, i so him just shut up. Not that that guy cared, but I know that they can feel, but the difference is, is this is one of those events, like, When we made a putt, Joe would go crazy, too. Ellis would go crazy. Country would go crazy. Like, everybody – all the caddies finally get to do – they don't have to be stoic like they normally do. We could all cheer. And I think getting that extra energy out was good because it it made it worth them, I'm sure, hearing. You could also just get, like, mad. Like, Joe can look at me and be like, you know, F that dude. Like, you know, it's, like, a different – because we don't have to pretend like everything's so – we're just going to be so perfect here. It's like we're going to use that guy to – perform better so I imagine it is hard I obviously the the LaCava thing was crazy Saturday night it was one of the funniest things I've been a part of in my life but I do <laughs> think there has to be some understanding that Joe had his one of his jobs and, and something that he's great at obviously working for Tiger for so long but he protects his guy and I just think that it you could tell he was sick of them just giving it to Pat all day. And we also didn't know what they were giving it to. We thought they were just talking about him not wearing a hat. We didn't understand that there was all this going on. Right. So jo- Joe Lacava, also the same thing. I'm sure he was just like, this is getting a bit much. I'm over it. And we we all thought it was just funny and whatever. Obviously, you can argue about how everything went down. It obviously got a little bit crazy, but... I We all were just like, yeah, Joe's had to deal, like, kind of burden this a little bit. I thought Pat handled everything amazing. It, it was probably exhausting for the whole day. We only saw it for three holes. So, the environment's so different to a regular week that I'm sure the caddies take on a lot more than normal.
2: So, I mentioned President's Cup. You know, you're in that moment last year where you have the putt and everybody's around the green, right? And then you flip it this year at the Ryder Cup with the can't lay putt on 18, and you're around the green with everybody watching how different was that dynamic being a guy watching the dude make the monumental putt versus being the dude make the monumental putt in front of everybody last year?
3: Oh man. It's so fun. I would say that one of my favorite things about the, these team events and it might be my favorite part is when you're done or not playing and you get to watch with the boys. Right. Especially in the fairway you have to be inside the ropes is so cool. I ran back after my Sunday's match to watch JT finish. I'm walking down the middle of the fairway and then he stops and just walks with me. It's something very Different, you know, we're we're just talking like normal in a way. It's very different. It's fun, and we hadn't had anything good go our way on the last hole, right? We hadn't flipped a match, and I know we were getting killed, but it did feel like it would have been nice. As I kind of was talking with Colin as we're walking on eighteen, I was like, "Can we just get one flip? Like one thing, so we go to bed happy, and we can all go back to team room laughing instead of like what just happened again?" They were so good on the eighteenth hole raw made the putt victor made the putt everybody seemed to flip us on the last rose made the putt and when he made it it just felt like i was still so nervous matt or rory were gonna make it but it just felt like finally we have like some momentum and then all the controversy and chaos you know gets brought to our attention and then it just became funny i mean that was one of the most fun like four hours i have ever remembered so (laughs) getting to be on the side and and kind of chit-chatting with the guys and like, what's going to happen? What do you think? Oh, where's the, you know, it's just all of that is, is a blast. Do you feel like a kid? Like, do you feel like a kid? Oh, you feel like you shouldn't be allowed like to have that much fun and be that close. And then getting to watch greatness, watch Pat, 10 footer, nine footer, 34 footer, three in a row, class one in the dark. Mom. Like you get to watch greatness up close. One of the coolest, most clutch things I've ever seen in a, in golf, but especially in a Ryder Cup. Uh, I know it was in a losing effort for our team, but what he did those last three holes to give us any kind of hope was special beyond special. And, uh, yeah, just to get to be that close and and get to celebrate and do the hat thing and all that, it it really does feel uh, too good to be true.
2: Um, Where did you have Rory McIlroy screaming at Bones in a parking lot um, the day before the Ryder Cup ended, on your potential things you thought might happen that week, was that like top ten or maybe like just outside your 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 top twenty of things you thought?
3: Definitely uh, not on my bingo card. Very weird video. Poor bones, <laughs> bones. Is- <laughs> it was Max. It was cra- it was crazy when it came
2: out. Like I don't know where were you when that was going on? Were you like in the team room? In the team room
3: inside? Yeah, where basically where Rory was pointing. So is that is that like inside that area? Yeah, so Rory okay. I think was pointing at our room. Okay. And Bones got caught in the cross, crossfire. It it was I'm glad obviously Rory apologized to Bones, because Bones is like for sure. Our teddy bear Labrador retriever. Nobody nobody messes with Bones. So it was, it was just surreal to see Rory and Bones. Rory is seemingly, which he wasn't, but seemingly screaming at Bones like they were going to fight or something. Right, right. Obviously, that's just more what the camera looked at. Then then seeing Matt Fitzpatrick in the background, his eyes beyond wide, was hilarious. And Victor's behind him. Victor's behind I mean, it was very funny. But, yeah, I did not have that on my list of things I thought I'd see. But it made, made all of it even even better. You love a little bit of drama, so it was cool.
2: I mean, you're in the team room Is somebody like,
3: hey, guys, <laughs> Rory just lost his shit on Yeah, games. actually, like, yeah. Is somebody coming in there and telling you guys that? No, so I was going up the stairs, and one of the, the team manager type people was like, hey, did you see the bones, the Rory video? He, Golf Central or something, just <laughs> dropped it, and he's losing his mind. He got, we, we first heard was, Rory just got in a fight in the parking lot. And I'm like, what? Oh, I was like, with who? Because Lakava's sitting right next to us. Like, who did he fight? They're like, and bones. then, and, and then we then we got the video, and it, you see him obviously not getting a fight. And he just was upset. But then I'm sitting inside, and we have, I mean, we're golfers. We're we're dorks, and nobody's ever going to do anything. But we're all sitting inside, and I'm I'm just yelling like you know wish you would come in here like come on in here you know at that point everyone's so mad and and whatever but hold me back uh, it, it was but yeah that was what was funny I mean he was I I, I still don't really know what happened I kind of asked Bones Bones just said it was yeah, obviously Roy was upset and but it was just yeah it was we were so close to it and didn't get to see it but the videos all of us you know everybody I'm sure like they did too everyone's watched it laughing and because when when everybody looks back on that in like a week's time, it's gonna it's gonna and especially like in a years time, like it's gonna look like the funniest thing ever that Rory, who's course, a very sweet man, is yelling at the sweetest man <laughs> I know. It just like, what are we doing here, boys? Like, let's just let's just go home and get in the ice bath and go to bed.
2: But I mean, in the moment though, Max, to your point, is like in that moment, you guys are fired up too. You know what I'm saying? Like. I mean, everybody's done this. Like, every time you've been in an argument, you take five minutes away and you go, that was probably not worth it. But, like, in that moment, you're like, yeah, you know what, guys. You know I mean? It's just so, like, it's just so interesting, like you said, 10 minutes away. But at the time, it was, like, exactly what the Ryder Cup needed, you know?
3: For sure. When we were sitting on the green and they started going back and forth at each other, I mean, I told Jess, I said, I I thought we were going to all fight. And I was like, I'm glad we (laughs) have Brooks on our team because Brooks can handle a few Where's the bullpen? Yeah, so I, I really felt like for a second it was going to be like a baseball game where I'm like, all right, well, I got to go find a guy now. <laughs> we got to fight this thing out. We're losing on the scoreboard by a Where's million. we might as well get a couple of licks in. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Where's it was Matt? very surreal. But again, as as golf, golf's the ultimate, hold me back sport. Nobody ever actually is going to do anything. But that was, that was it just made the event more entertaining. And it, was, it made us all have, and, and I think it worked out for both teams. They went to bed pissed off. For sure. We went to bed happy, laughing and also heated. So it was kind of I think it worked out for everybody uh, and it just gave some juice to that last day.
2: I messaged you after the scouting trip to Rome and, and I said, you know, is there anybody like I said, like I said, are you playing with Colin or likely to play with Colin? You said probably. Obviously, you play with Brian Harmon. When did that kind of switch for you? Because it felt like you might be teamed up with Colin and then you obviously played with Brian and played really well with him. When did you realize that it was going to be Harmon as kind of your partner for the week?
3: Uh, When we got there Monday, that's kind of when we found out, like, the potential plan, or at least the day one plan. The stats guy said that Harm and I, for foursomes, was going to be a very good uh, statistical team. So it made sense. Did you buy into that? Like, are you into that right away? I don't think there's anybody on that team that I wasn't, like, really looking forward to playing with, given if if I got the opportunity. But on the scouting trip, you know, we played two rounds, and I played – every both of those days with harm and uh, not like not as necessarily partners but in my in my group I've gotten real close to them the last year or so and we, we get along really well and I really like the way he plays golf and I like the way he thinks and I like just his demeanor and all of that but again I, I could have done that with a lot of people but if, if you had to ask who kind of who's your random maybe not your closest buddy that you could see working it would have been him I don't know what the numbers I didn't know what the numbers said so it's cool to hear that we did and uh, we did fit and it's always kind of interesting when you do foursomes because somebody always leans one side of like you know odds or evens and I guess the way harms and mine work worked out was it like it was pretty much a it's close to a perfect fit of you know I'm gonna hit x amount of irons and and then more layup t-balls he's going to hit more of the regular t-balls and he's going to get the putt more so once you kind of start to think about who you're going to play with and you could see how the round could work out it, it made so much sense so then i then i got super excited because it started to make harman doesn't miss like any fairway so i felt like i was just going to be in the middle of the fairway every hole and get a free run with an iron this on every fine. hole and then he was going to put the birdie putts it just felt like it was going to fit really nicely so once you got to find out who was your, who your teammate was going to be or partner was going to be, and then you could start to go through the golf course, it, 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 then it got really exciting. What's up? I'm John Wall.
4: And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA six Man of the Year,
1: Offer valid on select AK systems sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.
0: Hey, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. As a nostalgic voice from your past, I'm here to remind you that amongst the stressful and chaotic existence we live in 2024, you deserve to get away. It's time for a vacation, no matter when you're hearing this. And let me tell you how you'll get there. The 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe.
2: All right, so Americans have struggled an alternate shot. I mean, this isn't something new. This has been a historical thing. It's just been a part of American struggles in Ryder Cups for, you know, 30 years or whatever. Is there, as a player, that has become one of the best in the world and that will most likely be at Bethpage? I mean, let's not get ahead of ourselves, but I mean, I think you and I both think you'll be there. What do you think needs to change on the American side, if anything, to potentially improve on that one format that has always been kind of the outlier in terms of struggles for the American side. And is there schedule additions or something to do in terms of like away from like a Ryder cup year, anything like that to maybe find cohesion in that format or is it just kind of is what it is?
3: Yeah, I really don't know, man. I, I, it's definitely not just one thing because it would be, it would be sticking out and I can't think of what that would be. Right. It feels like it is what it is thing. Although even that doesn't make sense because if you took the 24 best golfers in the world or close to it in in this format, 12 best from each side, like at some point it should come down to very close to 50, 50 in every single uh, session. Right. And we clearly struggle in foursomes. I I don't know the cohesion didn't make sense because I thought this year in just seemed like everybody was ready to play with anybody. So I, I don't, I don't, I really don't know. I, I don't know if I needed to fly out to sea Island and I needed to play more golf with Harmon and we could practice foursomes more. I, I don't know right? if my only thing, I guess I look looking back, I wish we would have done differently for the event, which has gotten there a couple of days earlier if I had to pick, but even then I don't know if the golf course is open. I don't know if that's a, Feasible thing to do, so I don't know. I I just it doesn't really make sense that we don't play. Like I said, I'm not expecting us to sit up there and drum them, in, in any of the sessions. But the fact that it, you know we, we've we've been on the wrong end of those things and forced them so often, it just it is very bizarre because I always thought it was a team thing, cohesion thing, friendship thing. But this year, I can guarantee that wasn't part of the problem. And that, that's what, thats what, it does, I guess in a way, just feel it kind of one of those is what it is, which is that's how it's gone down.
2: Yeah. I, I don't know if you listen to uh, the No Laying Up guys on the rap show, but Tron had a, I thought Tron had a really, really smart idea, um, which is something I don't always say, Max. I don't always say it. I mean, <laughs> occasionally Tron will hit, but you know, like not every time. And he said that he laid out an idea of like once a year, once every two years, like, the Ryder cup dudes and the Walker cup dudes meeting up and playing some like Monday after a big tournament or Monday after some tournament that's elevated or whatever it's called. You know, if you play Riv, maybe Monday, everybody goes out to LACC and you basically just kind of have a day of like American golf and you kind of team up and maybe it's the AM guys playing the pros, or maybe you, you team up with an AM, but there's a level of like getting to know the young guys. And at the same time, there's a level of kind of play in this format that, I mean, listen, one day is not changing this, right? I mean, one day of golf's not changing it, but I think the idea is to get people together, personalities together, just that feel of uh, a team environment that doesn't just pop up, you know, for you guys once a year, for the Europeans, it's once every two years. But, you know, then you all of a sudden, you know who Gordon Sargent is and you know a little bit about him, or you get to play golf with Dunlap and you're like, yo, this kid hits a great, like that'd be sick if he was on the team in three or four years. Do you think they're, that's even a feasible thing do you could you see the American guys buying into something like that if it was planned out in enough time or is that just hard with everybody's schedules
3: yeah I'm not so sure it's feasible however the I think the the point of that example that is good is I just think maybe something more creative to like change how this has been going with the foursomes could be I mean just something more than just we we show up and do the same stuff we normally do yeah. If if in this one format it does seem like we have a disadvantage for whatever that reason may be, I don't know the answer, but I, I guess maybe trying to do something outside the box potentially could could work. It's hard when you get there, man. I mean, I played I played one one alternate shot nine holes with Brian, so we could make sure the golf balls were okay and got a little bit more comfy just playing together and just playing alternate shot, which I, again. The whole point of this is the Euros do the same kind of thing. I mean, they they have to get sure. ready the way we do. But like I said, because we struggle in this one format, it seems to stick out. Maybe just somebody coming up with an idea to try something different. So I'm not so sure that that exact example of Trons really would work. However, I like the idea of just maybe something unique. But the other tricky part, man, is we don't know as they don't either. I don't know who's on the team until who's going to be on the team. Right, four weeks before we leave. So. You'd have to bring 20 guys. Which is what we do for Walker Cup. Walker Cup, you go on a potential practice trip. We don't go to the golf course we're going to play. We go somewhere. Um, everyone gets together. It's it's 18 guys. And it's basically at that point in time who they think will make the team. Now, there's other people that can end up coming in anyways. But I thought that that was cool. But at the same time, do I think that like made us all play better? No, it's not like they're pairing us together based off who they think we'll play with. We just got paired together because that was one of the 18 other people. So I don't, I don't know. It, it was, it's definitely something, but it's, it's hard to get all of us able to go do something, even for the practice trip we went on. I mean, it was hard to get everybody free to do it. You're asking a lot of people with a lot going on to for sure make a good amount of time but like i said maybe just something something creative maybe could pop up and we could try but i this this year at least i they just played freaking good the euros played awesome i just don't know any other way to put it they they played amazing golf
2: Do, do you think okay and this will be kind of the last thing on this but do you think it would be like you who has become a voice that people listen to not just in pro golf but i think within the confines of professional golfers. I feel like people are interested in what you have to say and they realize that you're not an idiot and you know what's going on and you're trying to kind of forward think and things like that. Would it be on somebody like you and Jordan and Justin or you and Scotty and Justin to like send the text out to like 20 dudes next year and be like, hey, after Bay Hill, we're going to go to, I don't know, wherever, we're going to go to MacArthur for a day all the potential American guys, and we're just going to hang out. Bring your wives. um, Maybe don't bring your kids, but, like, bring your wives. We'll have a chef. We're going to do dinner. Like, because what happens is I feel like there's a captain, and the captain's responsibility is getting everybody prepped for this one thing. And, I mean, you guys know what's going on. Like, I mean, like I said, you're a smart guy. These dudes on the team are smart guys. Like, they know what's going on, and they know what's not going to work. Do you think it's maybe a little bit more on players, especially on the American players, to find some way – to sneak in a little bit more cohesion so that when you arrive at these things again, hard to do max, because you guys also have the president's cup. The euros don't, you know, like you guys also have a four day event on the odd years. You're not playing a Ryder cup, that you have to go do this other thing. That's an obligation. So not always easy to throw in something else, but do you think it's like a player thing, like throwing a ring out and being like, who can come to this? Like, would you have any interest? Or do you just feel like it's just too hard to get everybody to agree to something like that with, golf and sponsorships and family and trying to get home and rest and all that stuff.
3: Yeah. Again, kind of similar to the last one. I'm not so sure like that exact thing would work. And I'll say this. I think that the players are pretty proactive. Okay. Especially Justin and Jordan and Pat and, and Xander. I think that they are like thoughtful. They'll text you on the side. I, I, I talked to Pat last year, at the president's Cup where he was basically talking to me about the Ryder cup, essentially like i had already made the team and getting me almost a bit ready for it. So I think the players are good about it, but I I find this optimism in this group of guys hadn't lost over. There's so many young guys. They hadn't and rookies had lost over there before. Right. So I thought we were going to go in there and have that mindset, which I think we did, but then we, then we did lose and we lost pretty badly and, I think that those guys who played on the Ryder Cup last time, who rinsed them and then now we're on this one where they saw that it wasn't the same there's something different, whatever that might be I, I can't speak to that as I haven't been on one in America or one that we've won. I think that those guys now have some kind of template of here's what we did wrong, here's what we can do better, and maybe there are avenues of if I speak out more, you know if I'm calling Morikawa, maybe he's got an idea of something he would like to have done or Scotty, especially somebody like Scotty, who's the best player in the world, and yet this is his only his second Ryder Cup. And I say only because you know there's people like Jordan and Justin and and uh, Ricky and Brooks who have played on many. But our best player, that was his first one over, over in kind of enemy territory. I'm sure he noticed a big difference between that and the one at Whistling Straits. So maybe there's something that sticks out. But I am I am always very impressed with how proactive the players are. But yeah, maybe going a little bit more above and beyond. I'm just optimistic because I think everyone's pretty mad that we lost this one when we had this team that did so well last time. So I think that maybe it'll, it could heighten some thoughts, but again, I don't know what the answer is. So you're also hoping that somebody else can somehow come up with something that is like (laughs) the answer. And then you have to get approval from the PGA and do all of this stuff. It's, it's just, it's trickier than just like coming up with a plan. However, it's it was really cool just to see how invested all the guys were this past week and how much they wanted to win and how frustrated it was to lose because I think that this team again is so young that it they will take us as a country onward to the next one and Beth Page and then the next one at a day like they they will take that forward. There's a lot of those guys are going to be on all of these teams for quite some time, kind of how Rory and Rom have been for the last few right. So I'm pretty optimistic about, you know, the guys like Sam and Scotty, Colin, just all the younger guys who are clearly going to play on all these damn things for a while.
2: Uh, What piece of Ryder Cup gear that you got last week will now be a part of your week to week um, travels like head cover, yardage book, things like that? Oh, have you thought about that yet?
3: I'm probably going to swap the yardage book back in because those things are really cool. Okay, I don't know if I'll use the luggage. I thought about it today. It feels a little odd to use it.
2: Did Lacey get those Nike sneakers? Did they send those? Did they send those out to the wives or did she get those special made? Those were sweet.
3: Mark Blackburn got my team, a a bunch of the Jordans. And then we were gifted Jordans as well. So it's pretty awesome. I (laughs) don't know which one she was wearing that you're referring to, but she, uh, yeah. So we got so much stuff, so much cool stuff, but yeah, most of it I will use again. Like the shirts I like to wear when we like practice or the hats, like when I'm practicing at home. Yeah. Yeah. So I've, we're, we're lucky. You get so much shit, man. It is outrageous.
2: <laughs> um, all right. Best shot you hit last week. You have one that comes to mind.
3: Uh, I have a three iron, the three iron or the five iron. One of the shots on 12 on Saturday. That you almost
2: made double Eagle. Yeah. Two <laughs> a in a row. Time. I hit, uh,
3: <laughs> I hit the one, the five iron uh, in the morning round was very good. The three iron was awesome just because you're not expecting to do that a second time. That was, I I can't pick between those two, but it was on, it was on the 12th hole.
2: (laughs) Uh, Do we need more match play in men's pro golf? Do you think?
3: Need? No, it's not nearly as entertaining. Like the, the, the Austin event that we had, I mean, as much fun as it is, it just doesn't come through on TV. It's the passion of the Ryder cup that comes through. I don't think it's, Match play. I don't think it's really even teams. It's like something in the heart and soul of what it is. So no, I do think that, like, we play alt shot now at home a lot more because it's just more fun. You you were part of this, like our e nines now. Yep. Like we like to go play alt shot or something unique. Let's not talk about that. No, <laughs> we tied, so it's all good. Um, it's the worst decision of my life. <laughs> it's not the best. So just that's like not. things like that would be cool to see more of. But again, like I don't think that's gonna change the entertainment aspect of anything it's just a Ryder Cup it's special it's one of those things I don't think we need to overthink it okay but I like watching the different formats even though I know the Zurich ratings wise doesn't like kill it it is really cool that we get to play alt shot like it's so much fun to do something different but at the end of the day like our job is to be uh is to just play good I just need to play good golf Colin just needs to play good golf like so yeah it's fun to link up for a week but at the end of the day It just, it means so little to the grand scheme of our season or career that it's hard to say that we should just keep doing more of that and match play in particular. Like, listen, I had a very good record this past week, but like I, if I was playing other people on that particular day or with another partner, like I may not have won. Right things have to work out really nicely. Um, if you look at just DataGolf posted it today, like the strokes gained that the best they could do, plus how many points you accrued, like that's not a perfect science. And we do play in a pretty cool game where 69 is better than 70 and 68 is better than 69. And it, it's, it's as close to a perfect system of that's just who's better. Where if you start getting into match play, one guy plays terrible, you shoot six over, he shoots seven, you move on. And the guy that, Uh, lost that day, shot 10 under because the other guy shot 11. It starts to, I I don't, I just don't know if it's great again. If it was more entertaining, I would say yes, why not? But I don't, I just haven't seen it be overwhelmingly entertaining to just change what we do.
2: By the way, you, you brought up something, Max, that I think is the, the move we just were talking about that we couldn't figure out a solution. You know how like the BMW PGA paired all the Euro guys together? Yeah. Maybe Ryder Cup years. The PJ of America or the captain, or whoever's like, here are the teams that are playing together at the Zurich. <laughs> like, Damn, that would be You're sick. playing with this guy. Yeah, like, like these are the guys that are like, you guys are likely going to be on the team. You guys are playing for four days together. That'd at the be Zurich. sick. Uh, I mean, you, you've played with
3: Colin the last, what, couple of years together, right? Last, yeah, just last year. Um, But yeah, yeah, that's not actually a terrible. Again, they did good. They had the BMW two weeks before the Ryder Cup. No, I, I know, I know. Maybe move to Zurich. Maybe it's so much easier. I know. Maybe move to Zurich. Maybe maybe move to Zurich. Maybe it's a playoff event. Like I said, it's anything outside the box. I'm (laughs) down to go, like, to look into and and see something fun like that. Luke Donald did an amazing job because those pairings and the DP World Tour, they those pairings came out and you don't think much of it. And then you find out that all those guys are going to end up being partners at some point that week. And it, yeah. I mean, it was brilliant. But it was also nice to have that opportunity where our season ends two weeks prior to that. So, like, what were we going to do? Uh, I'll make sure that we were tied going into – east lake so that we could all get an extra round and you know it doesn't it's tough to make that work like that <laughs> it's
2: pretty funny yeah like uh, brian harman calls a penalty on himself to yeah, so get back to even exactly. so you guys are you guys are you guys are tied <laughs> um you had a great glow up this past week uh sunday joe <laughs> breaking out the no hat and the hair flow Max, I didn't realize he had that much cabbage. Oh, I mean, oh, yeah. the dude's
3: got a nice, nice head of hair. Yeah, he better because he's got a big old head. Uh, he's got a, He needs a <laughs> lot of hair to cover up all, all the square footage. Of Looked the, good though. He had it looking good. He's got. We all wanted. To, I mean, there was a discussion about everybody go no hat. Yours truly and some others are a bit insecure about the top of their head. So, Joe, Joe to get, decided to go no hat. He.
2: It's nice to Joe. He
3: was. <laughs> very concerned about how summer he was getting because that's not something we ever do is be outside for five hours with no hat on. But I thought he rocked it. He looked really good. Uh, he killed he it. Good. So if I was Joe and I had hair like him, I think I'd never wear a hat. So I, I was glad that he got to show that off.
2: All right. Uh, last thing I asked you for this. So, uh, recently, I don't know if you've been following the news much lately, but uh, Taylor Swift has been in the news. Have you seen this with Travis Kelsey? You seen any of this at all? Oh,
3: is that, is that Travis Kelsey's girlfriend? Is that Taylor? Yeah. Swift?
2: Yeah, yeah. So so they've been apparently been dating or maybe they're dating.
3: It hasn't. It's not much
2: on television, so you probably missed it. I don't know if they're doing that in, in Italy, but I was thinking about this. Let's say this relationship doesn't work out, Max. Let's say, you know, and I mean, fingers crossed. I mean, I'm, I'm always rooting for true love. Let's say Travis and Taylor break up. And let's say Taylor Swift wants to venture in to the professional golfer's world. I ask you to put together a list of who you think are the top three likely golfers for Taylor to date. And I, I have a list as well. I'm imagining there's some crossover here. My one issue is, you know, who's like seriously dating people better than I do. yeah. And I don't know that. So if I say somebody that has like a long-term but probably going to get engaged soon, girlfriend, you can let me know. But I, I, I left married people off. I thought that was a
3: fair way to go. About Very nice it. to you. Um, so here's the deal. I, I researched it. I, I went through the, the list of players <laughs> What I landed on is one: there are very few single dudes.
2: Top twenty's crazy. Like it's maybe crazy. maybe like two or three dudes that aren't married in the top twenty.
3: But I also, because of that, landed on the fact that there is not a list. There is only one option that makes sense, and it is the you. You would never make a list of things if there was one glaringly obvious, and it's Victor Hovland.
2: Same one on top of my list, Victor Hovland.
3: Victor Hovland is on top of the world at the moment, as she is as well. He is single he is as all the girls say so adorable i am told this yep. every time there is a uh, a younger like female volunteer or cart driver at augusta they <laughs> all of them ask me can you introduce me to victor hovland it is outrageous and thirdly or whatever number i'm on most importantly hopefully she can change his taste in music so that so that's what I wrote down, though, Max. Yeah. That
2: was my one thing with Victor. He was obviously my number one as well. I'm with you. He takes the top spot. And the problem is, is like Taylor comes in and says, Vic, do you mind listening to some of my music? I fear for what he'd say back. Because if we've learned anything, it's pretty intense.
3: My question is, think about the Swifties and how scary that group of people are. If if Victor somehow got her to start playing different music like heavy metal, would the Swifties would the Swifties become headbanging for sure musical fans or would they kill Victor? Uh, absolutely. Well, it's
2: it's actually uh, I guess I guess B is an option. Yeah. Um yeah, I mean I think they just buy into whatever she's throwing. Okay. Out there. So I think if it was like really deathy heavy, whatever, what did Rory say in that video? This sounds like the devil. Yeah, it is. It's yeah. like, if that's the case, and like, taylor's just kind of like harmonizing in the background maybe it's just a beautiful mix maybe that's what the world needs like a lot of new music sounds old as we get older like maybe that's what
3: we're looking for a new genre maybe like a little she could remix all our songs she would marry me say and you'll never have to be alone it's <laughs> like little things and It's just like ah! yeah.
2: <laughs> uh i did have ludwig on the list is that not an
3: option oh that's good one. i do think he's got a girlfriend
2: Okay, and I had Wyndham Clark, but I think he's got a serious
3: girlfriend. Not married, though, right? Wyndham's got a girlfriend, yeah. Yeah. Not married. Yeah, and I mean, but but
2: Victor's the the only answer here. Okay, good. I'm glad we're on the same page. I think Victor's the guy. Yeah. I, I By the way, I did reach out to um, our resident golf, Taylor Swifty, crossover person, Claire Rogers, on this, and she named a few married people but landed on this as well. She said it was going to be Victor and Victor only, so okay. I feel – better about our picks as long as Claire says the same thing um,
3: as long as she agrees uh, I'm, I'm all I'm all in then
2: Max I've taken way too much of your time um, I asked you a Dodgers question on the front and I'll ask you a Lakers question on the back end where does the Lakers season end where does it end Oh, man. does it end in the finals does it end in the Western Conference finals does it end with 80 on the sideline and dress clothes watching LeBron and Reeves have to carry this team to like the second
3: round like where are we at it still it still feels like it may end in Denver. Yeah, I mean I don't know. I, I Reeves con- Reeves commented on your IG post, by the way. I mean Yeah, I've gotten actually pretty somewhat friendly with him and Alex Cruz, so it's kind of it's kinda of, it's kinda of hilarious. Um, <laughs> I I do believe this stupid the stupid rule that we can't rest our players anymore, no more load management. I need that for for my team. I need that for my team. It's, just, it's
2: kind of kind of crushing the Lakers. <laughs> it's like the the number
3: one team that needs to rest people. <laughs> so I think if like they they showed at the end of last year that that team is plenty good enough. They did not have a ton of reps together to be able to mix and match at the end of the season in the playoffs because they 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 only had a month together prior. 80 gets hurt obviously a lot, and LeBron is <laughs> I don't know how he's still doing it, but he is bound to get hurt at least a little bit at least older gentlemen at this point if they both stay healthy at the right times at the end of the year and the rest of the team can do what they did at the end of the year i don't see why they can't make the finals or win it but i just don't know how you beat from what i watched last year how the hell do you beat the nuggets i know the suns keep getting better but they mix we don't know what we're gonna see from that yet right or get from that yet we know what the Nuggets are, and that was like the scariest team I've seen in forever.
2: Such a complete team.
3: It's a complete team. So I don't know. I, I would. I would. I would say, of course, they have the possibility of winning the finals again. If somebody on Denver gets hurt, you never know. I mean, that's the unfortunate with their sport and football. Like so much of it comes to injuries. So I'm not going to say they can't. But if you were just going to go gut reaction, I would just probably say it most likely ends in Denver and hopefully with a couple more games than it was last time
2: um are your clubs still in your travel case uh yes okay well they when we I mean I know you and I know you're gonna like <laughs> say you're not gonna play golf for two weeks then you are gonna go play it like probably Saturday whisper yeah 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 <laughs> so I mean like do you have a rule like it's like La- um I have to go do it a- it's lately implemented like you're not playing golf no for a week I
3: think something? she likes when I leave <laughs> um, she <laughs> needs me out here and there uh, I have to do something tomorrow, work thing, so I, I, I probably won't hit any balls, but I need to bring my clubs, and then I have something Sunday that I will be hitting golf balls. So I will be hitting a golf ball by Monday, no later. Okay. Um, is
2: Cam, like, walking and stuff yet? No,
3: man. He, he's uh, crawling, army crawling around. He's late cool. to the walking The walking party, but, um, yeah, I don't know. When did Henry start Walk in. i've heard it's around a year
2: yeah henry was around a year see henry didn't crawl oh he skipped that he hated crawling so like yeah i mean it's just funny because like you measure all your stuff on other kids and then you realize like two years into it that like why do we do this it's so stupid like they'll get to do what they did to do when they do it right i mean remember when we were younger and it's like that guy's got a beard and i don't i wish i could go facial here. and then you're like you get to be 30 and you're like nobody cares not like somebody comes up to you and goes somebody said that to me max about the amateur they were like because i mean obviously didn't play good at the amateur and they were like you know what the good news is? Somebody's gonna come up to you and be like, hey, have you played in the US amateur? It's like, yeah, they're like, did you make match play or not? Like nobody ever yeah, asked of you, like what of you shot, right? It's like, oh, you played on it sick. Did you make match play? No. Okay, cool. Like there would you shoot stroke play? Like nobody cares. Yeah. It's like, nope, the kid thing is like all of our own insecurities are on that stuff. You know, it's like, yeah, he should be crawling, he should be walking. And it's like, these kids do it and then they do it nonstop. For like sure. Charlotte's been walking for a while and like. Now she's kind of yapping and it's like super fun. I mean, she's that's cool. She's like talking all the time. All I do is sit in front of her and try to say, or have her say Harlow. She has <laughs> no interest, but it's like every single day in front of her. But, um, man, Cam's gonna be one crazy dude. Time flies. Crazy. Uh, Max, appreciate the time. Thanks so much for everything. Good chatting with you. Hey, congrats on a great week. It was super fun to see it. I love watching the big putts in and the, and the hat celebration. And, uh, maybe a, a dare manners. What are you gonna be at a dare manner? What's that four years from now? How old are you? 36, 36.
3: I mean, you're on, well, you got it. We'll see. I'm going to push myself to, to do that. That uh, yeah, That is, that is the new, new goal. So I will push myself to make sure I at least have a chance to to make that team. So we'll see.
2: There you go. Thanks, Max. Thank you. Alrighty. A big thanks to Max for his time. Obviously coming back from the Ryder company jumps right on this podcast. He was also on no laying up, mentioned it in the episode, but make sure you listen to Max with the NLU boys as well, because that's always great to hear. Uh, Hope you guys have a great weekend. If you're looking for golf, just a reminder, Corn Ferry Tour Finals will be on TV all through the weekend. That'll be on Golf Channel. You can follow us. We'll be covering it. And, uh, you know, I love doing the KFT, and I've loved it all year. And this is our final event. So check that out, and we'll be back with you next week.
1: Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, Right now you can save $50 on Select Battery Tool Sets. Real steel. Offer valid on Select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. What's up, y'all? Janice Torres here. And I'm Austin Hankwitz. We're the hosts of Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories, a podcast presented by iHeartRadio's Ruby Studios and Intuit QuickBooks. iHeart.